it even more. You're listening to Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nick. This is episode 277 for April 29th, 2021. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. Nick here. Whoa. Wait a minute. Whoa. What's going on? Nico? That's not right. Nico, are you here? Nico. Hello. Well, he he is on strike, ladies and gentlemen. Because we were going to finish the bracket tonight. <laughs> I don't think you know. I don't think he wants to finish this bracket. No, as much as as much as he keeps saying he wants to finish this bracket. Yep. And then he goes on strike. Like I'm excited for tonight's bracket. Well, you promised you would be. I promised I would. And be. you're a, you're a man of your word. I am, and so I'm here, ready, excited, ready to debate. So that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> now, what was the last message he sent us? <laughs> Yeah, he said, uh, let me pull it up here. <laughs> he said, hey, guys, it's cool. Please finish the bracket without me. Yep. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's a different message. Oh, he said, if you finish this bracket, I'm erasing the website servers. <laughs> that's what he said. Sorry, I got mixed up. Yeah. Uh, the, the other one was from my therapist. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no Nico tonight, which is a little weird, but we haven't done a a show in two weeks, so we thought we'd do something. And we can't, like, just leave everybody hanging just because Nico has to go, I don't know, watch football or whatever he's doing. What is he doing? I actually don't know why he's not available tonight. He's watching the draft, which might be the most boring thing you could do. You're watching teams pick players. You, yeah, that that's like the world <laughs> converging on a like a dodgeball, uh, a high school, an elementary dodgeball game, and watching the team captains pick their players. Here's what I here's what I don't get about. I don't know any of this stuff like award season. Oh yeah, draft football games, any of it. Like I'm the type of person who I could just wake up the next day and just like read an overview, right? And I'm perfectly content. Yeah. Like you could just tell me, oh, okay, they drafted the. Okay, cool, yeah. great. Like, oh, whatever. Nomadland won Best Picture. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, great. I didn't need to watch it though. Literally, that's what I did with the Oscars. Well, I think it's what everyone did with the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm I, pretty sure Google searches for Oscar results were higher than the viewership count. Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, for sure. What Maybe did, that's always the case. What did this Nico year say? Ten years ago, forty million people watched the Oscars. This year, live, yeah, live, yeah. This year, less than ten million. They said it was the worst ratings, and it it by more than half, right? Yeah, yeah. It it dropped fifty three or fifty seven percent from last year. It's incredible. Yeah, well, it's incredible just, how how little fucks people can give. Well, I I honestly think people are just watching less TV. I think that it, it it's a combination of cord cutting. It's a combination of COVID. It's a combination of uh, some people just not wanting to be preached to anymore. I think it's a combination of all those things. Well, I also think when it comes to film in particular, I mean, movie theaters have been closed this past year. Right. I don't think people are really excited for movies. Right. That's a very the same good way. point, too. You know, the right likes to... to 
to, you know, tout out the, oh, everybody's tired of the woke culture. And it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. Yeah, there's absolutely an element of that, but it's it's a hundred other little things, too. Well, and it's not just the right, too, because if you remember a few years ago, there was the Oscars so white thing. Yeah. Remember that? Like, yeah. I think it's just in general, people are just like sick of this establishment bow tie crap. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, you know, I bet you I mean, the draft, do a lot of people watch that? That's not like. I don't know. I actually don't know viewership on the draft. He's going to a watch party. Oh my god, they, a watch party! That's yeah. gonna be a that's gonna be a big. Uh, what do they call them? Orgy? Big, <laughs> no, I was the, oh. a, a, a COVID thing. Oh, a gets, super spreader. A super spreader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just I don't get watching a draft. You're just watching teams pick players. Now, I'm sure he has money on something. Well, of course, and I'm he sure does. he's getting his high. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. But I kind of get it in a way. Like, if it's something you're really passionate about, it's like watching the episode live on TV as it comes out, rather than well, I suppose you know, but... being like me and watching Better Call Saul. You know, five. Oh, years Oh yeah, later. that's right. We can talk about that tonight too. Oh, I'm just full of segues right now. Oh I yeah, can, you are. <laughs> I can take us any Segment which way. Segment number two. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what Nick and I were talking about before the show. We're like, he's like, "Are we going to have enough to talk about tonight?" I'm like, "Out of the three of us, Nick and I are absolutely the best at bullshitting our way through anything, because it's Nico that always has to have a plan. He has to know what we're doing for the show, and I can go into a show and not not. And I think you're the same way." not know anything and just bs well i don't know anything ever well okay you know what i mean like i just kind of this is how i live my life rob yeah <laughs> this is just kind of me aimlessly <laughs> meandering through the world perfect perfect <laughs> so yeah no here we are a, a nicholas show a nico we got to come up with a good name nicholas nicholas uh uh well okay we'll we'll we'll, we'll think it over we gotta ponder that one it might be a. It might be the best show ever. <laughs> I'm, now I'm trying to think like Nomad Land, but I don't no, want to say yeah. Nico Land, but <laughs> yeah. no Nico Land. No but. Nico Land. Uh, I, you know, I did you watch Nomad Land? No, I haven't. No, oh, it's pretty. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the stupid movie. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I really don't know much about it. I kind of want to go into it blind. Yeah, I think that's the best. Um, I think that's the best. I did just get my second dose today. Second dose vaccine. Yes. And so I think in about two weeks, I might just go to a movie theater and just, you know, go check it out. I'm assuming it's still in theaters, right? This is. I have no idea. I mean, no. I feel like they usually bring it back. No, 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 no. It was exclusive on Hulu, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll watch it this weekend. Yeah. It's it's enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I mean, to me, it's one of those hoity-toity Oscar grab movies, obviously. Um, but although this is, is this a new director or is like, I think this is a new director. Yes. Like first movie. I wouldn't say that. No, or like not just not a lot. Not a lot. She is uh, directing the, the Eternals, uh, the next Marvel movie. So what? A, what? Yeah. So <laughs> what a change. What? Yeah. From no. How do you go from Oscar Oscar winner? Yeah. To that. So, do you know anything about the Eternals, Marvel? Do you know anything really. about Marvel no, stuff? No, I don't. I don't. I know. recently was chatting with 
someone, I don't remember who, um, I think just some of our, our friends and, um, I was looking at all of the remaining Marvel characters that mm-hmm. don't have movies yet mm-hmm. that they're anticipating. Haven't heard of any of them, dude. Yeah. It's like yeah, this a bunch et- of nobodies. This Eternals, I have no idea what's going to happen. No idea. And I love Marvel. Love Marvel. But I think the Infinity Saga is peak Marvel. I think Infinity War and Endgame are the absolute peak. I don't think you're going to get better stories and a better set of 23 movies, is it, uh, than the Infinity Saga. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, it's going to be a lot. It's definitely going to be an uphill battle. Right. For Marvel to sort of reestablish. Yeah. I mean, they they spent 15 years to get yeah. to this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now they have to like start over. Exactly. In a way. Exactly. Uh, I'm looking at this right now. The Eternals. I'm looking at the actor lineup with the characters they're playing. Mm-hmm. This looks so dumb. Yeah. That's Although, my that's my I'll, initial thought. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt until it comes out, I well, guess. Well, I thought Doctor Strange was so dumb, and I love that movie. You like that movie? I love Doctor Strange. Loved I found it, it fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. Loved it. Uh, Chloe Zaho uh, will be the director of The Eternals, and she's the one that did Nomadland. Nomadland. I think it's Zhao or Zhao. Zhao. Zhao or Zhao, something like that. Well, yeah. She's talented because she did great with Nomad Land. Well, good luck to her. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Anyway, yeah, so you're watching Better Call Saul. You're finally getting caught up to twenty twenty one. Dude. It's better than Breaking Bad, isn't it? It's better than Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh my See, I wanna be here for season six. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. I wanna like come to this podcast like ready to, to talk Saul. Yep. You know, so I'm trying to catch up now. So where are you time. at? Talk, talk to me where you're at. I just started season four. Okay. About four episodes in. Um, obviously, I got to look know, at the episode synopses. Let me look, see if I can look at me drop pull that up word. the episode number I'm on. I, I'm actually on episode seven. Wow. Was, so okay. you're on something stupid right after Pinata. Correct, yeah. So right now I'm seeing like uh Saul kind of reverting to his uh slippy Jim. Right. Slippy Jimmy. Kind Slip, of slipping Jimmy. Slipping Jimmy, there we go. <laughs> um and Kim is sort of uh leaving the Wexler uh what were they calling it? Uh, what 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 did they call it? Wexler McGill. Wexler, yeah, was it Wexler McGill? I couldn't remember Jimmy's last name for a second. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's oh my god, it's really good. I feel like right now season four is kind of at a weird spot because yeah. season three, well, the first three seasons were all about Jimmy and his brother, right? And like that obviously came to a a head at the end of season three. Yeah. So I, I feel like they're sort of reestablishing everything now. Now that they have a better baseline for all the characters. So. Let's go back to the early seasons because Jimmy's brother was a dick. <laughs> Absolute dick. Oh. I think the show did something really interesting where, like, we know his brother is more successful than him. Right. But the bar for Jimmy is pretty fucking low. Yeah. Right? He's a bum. Right. So, of course, his brother's more successful than him. Yeah. It's only after. Uh, I am spoiling shit, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't Whoa. seen any Breaking or Better Call Saul. But um, 
it's only after his brother dies do we actually get any real idea of how successful his brother was. They talk right. about how he was the youngest person to graduate from this law school. Yep. He at like 14 years old or something. Yep. Like you never really get a full semblance of like this kid was not just a genius, he's a fucking prodigy. Mhm. And Jimmy shares blood with him. Yep. You know? It's two ends of a spectrum. It's two ends of a candle. <laughs> Well, and they're both fucked up people in a way. They're yeah. both, yeah. like, not healthy. No. But they're also both really intelligent. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking to Nico about this the other day. Just, like, these, like, Vince Gilligan and, and team, what I love about them is they don't write stupid characters. Like, you no. can never write off a plot point no. because somebody was stupid and they made a mistake. Yep. It's always, like, a big game of chess. Like I said, I think you were in the chat, right? Yeah, you were yeah, in the chat. Yeah, I think so. yeah. It's like a big game of chess, and the only time somebody loses is because they were outplayed. Yep. And that's what makes it such uh, captivating television. Yeah. It, Honestly. It, it's so well written. It just comes down to good writing. Right. And and Chuck, with his electromagnetic hypersensitivity, is that not the greatest? So here's <laughs> the thing. Uh, we recently watched a movie uh-huh. uh, for Wise's Thing. Um. What was it called? It's uh, Werner Herzog. Um, uh, Let me pull it up. I can't remember the name. You watched it for your show. (laughs) Yeah, it was a Nico pick, though. Oh, of course it was. You know? Um, And it was like last month. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, then you got me. (laughs) Because we've been doing Nick Cage all month, and I've been like just so focused on Nick Cage. Um. See, it's not even on page one of the Why Is This a Thing podcast. Oh, jeez. It's on page two. And Uh, lo and behold, Reveries of the Connected World. Okay. So it's Werner Herzog. He made a documentary basically about, like, computers and about just, like, technology, I guess, in general and how the world is advanced since the computer. Yeah. Do you know Werner Herzog? Are you like familiar I with I do. Him? I've tried to watch a documentary that he uh, did a voiceover for and had to turn it off because I can't stand his voice. Nico and Adam love the guy. Ugh. I, I like of the guy as well. Of course I, they do. I do. I do like Werner a lot. Not as much as they do. I think he's I do a like great him. actor. Great actor. But as ter- in terms of a voiceover guy, terrible. Is he even an actor? I, yes, I know he is. I'm sure he is. He's a, he's a director for this. I think he's more known for, I mean, he's acted a few times, I think, for sure. But, yes, yes. Um, But it's basically, like, a guy who doesn't know shit about computers. Like, this guy doesn't own a cell phone. Right. Making a documentary about computers and just kind of riffing on, like, the meaning of life via zeros and ones. Like, but he does a whole segment of this documentary God, visiting it, it and talking like- to... A bunch of people who believe they have the same condition. Wow. Real life people. And so when. um, It does look like he only does documentaries, but I know I've seen him somewhere and I liked him. Oh, he was on Jack Reacher. That's where I liked him. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. But voiceover. Hate it. Anyway. He does have a bit of a weird voice. It's like it's like uh, almost Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like a little. Yeah. A little uh, more weird. I'm a very know. boring Arnold. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, but so so we watch this documentary and all of these people have uh, are are living in this uh, commune, basically near a 
uh, I want to say it's like a NASA research facility so, or something. Yeah. So they have a United States. Uh, it's like a quiet zone. Uh, hold right. on. United States National Radio Quiet Zone. Yeah. Right. And there's not allowed to be any radio frequencies None. within like a th- eight mile radius or something like that. Right. Because NASA has a very sensitive uh, receiving dish there. Correct. Yeah. Something. And there, I think there are something to do with like satellites, I think. Or, yeah. Um, but long story short, these people are real and this right. condition is fake. Yes. And I can't believe that they pulled this shit into the show. Yeah. What a fucking pull. Yeah. Great. Where did Better Call Saul start? Was uh, it 2016? It probably was 2015, it looks like. It was the first, February 8th, 2015. So this documentary came out a year later. So like, yeah. there's not even a chance that they saw this documentary to come up with the idea. I mean, like, I had heard of this electromagnetic sensitivity before Better Call Saul. I mean, it's a great thing. It's a great you know, storytelling implement to throw into Saul, but I had absolutely heard of it before. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I had never heard of it before. Yep, this. Cause I had, I had seen something, another show or some documentary was talking about this national radio quiet zone, uh, mm-hmm. because of that satellite dish that sets there. That is a sensitivity. I, I know it's a receiver dish of some sort, but the point is, so this dish sets there to receive radio signals. Yes, nothing. There's no cell phone towers or anything in in there to broadcast, but there's still radio signals like flowing through this fucking area, obviously, because there's a receiver dish there to pick something up. I mean, this is like, I think, pretty much undisputedly a mental illness. Yeah. Not a real like. It's not a real physical illness, no. but the symptoms are physical pain and right. physical discomfort. Yeah. So it's a it's a mental illness um, that displays uh, physical symptoms. So I will uh, I mean, because I'm nothing but an open book here. I will say this. I personally do not like CAT scans or x-rays. I don't get like personally sick or feel physical uh, it's, it's, a it's an anxiety, uh, thing that pops up for me. It's like, Oh, okay. It's done. <laughs> I don't like it. I get it. that. I, I get that. I don't like it, but I haven't had too many yeah. to, uh, have a feeling on it. Yeah. I've only had a couple of cat scans. Um, I've had an MRI, but I know that it's all in my head because an MRI doesn't have any radiation per se compared mm-hmm. to a CAT scan or an X-ray. So it's all in my head, just like it is with these people. Well, it's ridiculous because, like, aren't bananas fucking radioactive? Like, do these people, are they afraid of bananas? Yeah, but you got to eat so many bananas that you'd literally die from your stomach <laughs> exploding before well, you would no, die but from I mean, radiation. But I mean, wouldn't they feel it? Wouldn't they? You would think so. Yeah. You know, and the show approaches it this way, too. They're like, no, nah, this is fake as shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, but it's it's I don't know, man. I'm really liking it. That's all I can say. Yeah, I, I'm really um, liking it. I want to check out this documentary. I, I'll have to try to get over his voice, but um, <laughs> no, better call Saul. The Chuck is such a dick. Such it really a dick. is. Really is. Yeah. Um. Although, you know, the, the, what do you call it? The flashbacks and the flash forwards yeah. in the show that they do a lot at the beginning of every episode, there's one or the other Yep, are super revealing. And I remember two of them in particular. It's like, 
how the brothers didn't really know everything that was going on behind the scenes. Yep. Right. So, um, there's one where Jimmy and Chuck are together and their mom is like dying in the hospital basically. And they're just sitting there waiting and Jimmy goes, let's just go get some food and we'll come back. You know, she's going to, she's been here for like three days and you haven't eaten. Right. Mm -hmm. And in one sense, like Jimmy's trying to take care of his brother is what's happening. But his brother thinks he's being insensitive. Yep. So Jimmy leaves to go get sandwiches to bring back. While he's gone, mom dies. Mm-hmm. And her last words are her reaching out for Jimmy, begging for Jimmy. Yep. And the brother's like, no, I'm right here, mom. And she d- doesn't say anything. She just says, Jimmy, Jimmy. And then she dies. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy comes back and he goes, did she say anything before she went? And he's like, no. No. <laughs> and it's just like, that's one of those things. Such an ass. But... Like, you can also see a little bit of why his brother had such a problem with Jimmy. Right, right. You know, he's like, I've worked so hard, I've done everything to make my parents proud, and they can't even remember me on their yep. deathbed. Yeah. You know? That's gotta fuck someone yeah, up. Yeah, that, that was a very revealing scene. Um, those flashbacks, flash-forwards are, are great, and you've got mm-hmm. some epic ones coming yet. I've heard season five is really, like, just the best. Oh, it is the best. Uh, before we get too much into talking about season five or anything, what did you think of episode five of season three? The it's called chicanery. It happens. In, it's that uh, that hearing on Jimmy's uh, his suspension and the battery incident with Huel. Uh, I loved that. That was my favorite episode by far. That I mean, that was the first time where Jimmy really outplayed his brother. Right. 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 And I mean, that was just like that's one of those character development moments that are just great. And it's also there's there's this finality to it, you know, because this is the moment where both brothers have decided they're never going to forgive each other. Right. And then five episodes later. Well, yeah, <laughs> Ingr- it's really, really good shit. It really is. Good st- I mean, so good. and even now, like in the next season here, like Jimmy's just so uh, not torn up about his brother's death. No, and ev- everyone around him is. Yeah. Um, I just I don't want to give too much away because I don't know where where things happen. Exactly. I'm real bad at keeping track of what episodes things happen. in. So I, I'm just, I wouldn't be able to remember either. Yeah. So I, I don't want to give too much away. But there's a moment that Kim has with with uh, Howard. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is she I blows mean, up on him. Yes. Yes. I mean, she. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things, too, where it's like. I didn't even realize how insensitive Howard was being yeah. until she blew up on him. Howard's such an ass, too. Everyone is such an asshole except Kim. I love Kim. I wish I could find a woman in my life like Kim to marry because I would marry Kim Wexler in a heartbeat. <laughs> Kim Wexler is my kind of gal. She's growing on me more in these later seasons. Yeah. I, I think in the first few seasons she was... Um, I mean, she was fine. She never had any, any issues, but right. really... She didn't have the opportunity to get as emotional and no. And and I think that her character really blossoms in season five. Uh, Yeah, really. There's a lot of shit that happened in season five that made me love her even more. I I think after the car accident. Yeah, she's really like 
that's when she got her storyline got really, really interesting. Yes. It was yes. her dealing with that and yeah. everything else that was falling apart. She really was stretching herself thin there. And I think mm-hmm. it was a wake up call for her. Um, but yeah, if I could find a Kim Wexler, uh, <laughs> she like my biggest crush. Marie from Breaking Bad was my my crush from that universe. Not anymore. It's Kim Wexler. Find me. Why don't you go get arrested for some petty crime and get yourself a public defense attorney? I could, but she's got to be hot, blonde, smart, passionate, vindictive, conniving. I want that kind of woman. (laughs) (laughs) You want somebody who will send your steak back for you when it's not cooked right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And help me bury a body at the same time, you know? Whoops, spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) No, no spoiler. Oh, man. Yeah, man, I get it. I've, I've, uh, I I like to read online a little bit, not like spoilers for the show, but just like about characters and stuff. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of love for Kim Wexler. A lot of love for Kim. So, I mean, we're still looking at next year yet for, uh, season six. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. My God, when was the last episode? I think the pandemic. April threw 20, things off. Yeah, April twenty twenty twenty. So we're a ye- we're over a year at this point from the yeah. last episode of season five. I mean, I'll definitely be caught up by then. I've been fucking zooming through these episodes. Yeah. Well, you can't not. I mean, it's impossible well, to just not binge. I think I watched all of Breaking Bad in like a month, and that was pretty. Yeah. That was actually pretty slow. Um, I would say I was in about that same range the first time I watched it through. But I was the same way as you are with Breaking Bad or with Better Call Saul. As, uh, that was me with Breaking Bad. I did not get caught up to Breaking Bad until right before the last eight episodes. I actually didn't even start Breaking Bad until it was done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, but that's, you know, I, I like to watch these shows all at once waiting a year between for me is they're very dense yeah and i and character driven and i feel like it's easy to forget it is very easy to forget it's very easy to forget events that have happened um and that's why i think that even breaking bad is so rewatchable for me because i think Mm -hmm. i've watched it five times well there's a lot of subtlety between episodes too oh yeah things from like four episodes ago like the smallest thing like I mean, just somebody like putting something on a table. Right. You know, comes back five episodes later. Yeah. And it's super easy to miss something like that. So I I do find watching them all at once helps. Yeah. No, I for me, watching Breaking Bad, it was that summer before the last eight seasons aired because they aired in like August, September or last eight episodes aired in like August, September. And I did not get caught up until like that summer before that June, July before. Mm-hmm. So I was real late to that party. Yeah. I, th- I think going backwards too in the, the universe yeah. was a smart idea because you get to bring back all of these phenomenal characters that right. obviously were dead by the end of breaking bad. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fring. Gus, Gustavo. Gus Fring, Gustavo Fring. I mean, incredible. Mike. Love that guy. Mike. Mike is the best. Yeah. Hands down. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about this because this is a subject that you can also talk about without uh, too many spoilers. But 
where is Kim during Breaking Bad? Because I actually, it's, a, it's a question I that actually we don't, don't know. That nobody knows. That's why we can talk about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wasn't sure if she was ever mentioned as like an ex-girlfriend or something of Saul. I, I believe Saul had mentioned that he was married two or three times and had maybe four exes in Breaking Bad. I mm. think that was mentioned. But also, once. who even knows if he was telling the fucking truth, right? Right, I mean, exactly. Because at that point, Saul, like, I, I think it's important to acknowledge a little bit that Saul Goodman is a different character from Jimmy. Yes. Um, because Jimmy right now, and there's also Slip and Jim, right? Slip and Jimmy. Slip and Jimmy. Which is also a different character. Yes. Right? Uh, Jimmy McGill that we're following in this show is a man who is trying to like do the right thing and be the person that everybody wants him to be. Yeah. Whereas like Saul Goodman is hmm. the most extreme form of who he really is. Right. At the end of the day. Yep. And so and this but, is following the same formula of Breaking Bad where it's like it's the person's fall. It's not about their triumphs. Right. You can't have Saul Goodman without Slip and Jimmy, though. I right. mean, Slip and Jimmy was absolutely, um, you know, I think the he was precursor always, he, to Saul. I think he was always the in-between, right? He was... Kinda. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Jimmy McGill is, like you said, trying to be straight-laced, work hard, get ahead, and then it things never go well for him. Well, even when he does, he does the most fucked up things, but he always does them for like a good reason. Yeah. Or at least you can, or at least he perceives it as a good reason. Yeah. And, and as like as a, a moral reason. Too. Yeah. As a viewer, you can understand you, you justify it just the same as Jimmy justifies everything. Right. Um, but things never seem to work out. So why not take the easy way out? And that's where Slip and Jimmy you know, comes in. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I'm I'm interested to see what happens to Kim. Again, no spoilers for you coming up in, in season five um, because we just don't know. But I, I love this, that we have this character. That's what I loved about Kim from the first episode is like, oh my God, we have this character that we're going to get to follow through however many episodes of this show there will be. But something's going to have to happen to her something yeah i mean i almost just wonder I, I feel like it would be too obvious to kill her yes i feel that's like what i um, say that's the easy way out i feel like it could just be as simple as like she just never wants to talk to him again yeah you know yeah I, but i don't know i mean i could see her knowing explicitly that like jimmy has committed like a very heinous crime mm -hmm. and rather than ratting on him just leaving right like that's the type of behavior she would do because she does care about jimmy and she protects jimmy a lot yeah she knows here's the thing at the end of the day like oh it's yeah e it's easy to she's you know, complicit he, in almost everything right like even at this point like i haven't seen her in season five yet, but even yeah. at this point like she, jimmy has doesn't have his law license at the moment no nope. and he tells her like oh i got a job or oh i have interviews mm -hmm. like she knows yeah he's lying to y her yep and she just accepts it. Yeah. You know? She's a fucking lawyer. There's no way yeah. she doesn't know. And, like, she knows what he's like when he lies. 
Yeah, and again, no no spoilers, but she has some outstanding moves in season five. Just poof. It's crazy. Some people have theorized, and I'm going back trying to remember what I read in season three and four, so I don't ruin anything for you. But some people theorize that uh, Kim was behind the scenes of Saul throughout all of Breaking Bad. That maybe she was there all along and just never in the picture. That would be wild. That would be insane. So they did one flash forward episode. Mm-hmm. The show never tells you when it's a flash forward or a flashback. You kind of just have to guess and fill in the blanks yourself. Right. Which I kind of like. Um, the scenes of the scenes that are in black and white played to old music that are like trying <laughs> to lull you into thinking they're the 70s. Yeah. Are definitely from like 2020. Yeah. <laughs> like they're definitely from after Breaking Bad. Right. Right. Um, when, when, when he's when working at uh, fucking... Sin- Cinnabon, Cinnabon, at a mall in Omaha, (laughs) right, right, and it's very obvious. Even I think the very first episode opens with that. Yeah, all the seasons open, and do they all close with him in Omaha? Really? Yes. Every season starts with him in Omaha. You know, it'll be interesting. What if Kim's in Omaha and we don't find out until the last episode or something? Right? That's an interesting. So my theory. Well, that could be my theory. Is the show ends with. Kim walking up to Cinnabon, seeing Jimmy, and and you just see their faces as they look at each other, and show ends. Mm. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, that doesn't but, explain where she was during all of Breaking Bad, but... No, it really doesn't, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, but there was um, a flash-forward scene recently, which first time they did this so far on the show where Mm -hmm. they just blatantly show you a scene of Saul Goodman, Mm -hmm. like rapidly grabbing all the money, Mm -hmm. cutting a hole in the wall and grabbing more money out. You have seen that already then. I never, I didn't bring that up because I didn't know if you've seen it. Yeah. That Um, was like literally like an episode or two ago. Yeah. That's Um, so fucking great. And like, it's just like a brief little reminder of like, yeah, I know we've lulled you into like paying attention to Jimmy McGill, but this is Saul Goodman. Yeah. This is like a preview of what's coming. Yeah. Like, like shit hasn't even hit the fan yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, we're also in a weird stage in season four just because we're in the year of no law license. Right. And he definitely has to get his law license back before he can be Saul. Sure. So at least I assume that's the case. So right now he's like selling cell phones on the street and shit. Yeah. And I feel like there's still eight months left or something. So I don't know how they're going to bridge this time jump here. Uh, I mean... They do a great job. I won't say any more than that for you, but they I'll be do fair a wonderful to Breaking job. Bad, in Breaking Bad, they also do a great job of time jumps. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll pull it off. Oh, yeah. It's it's well done. It's it's so weird how few people are talking about Better Call Saul, though, compared to Breaking Bad. I mean, because Kim absolutely deserves an Emmy nomination, regardless if she wins or not. Her performance on this show is above and beyond what Skylar White ever did. And yeah, I'm, I never liked Skylar. I fucking hate Skylar. I really hated her. Uh, I thought she was And and that is such a that is such a, a a mystery to the writers is because they they never wrote her to be unlikable. I every interview they're like we don't understand why Skylar is so hateable. Yeah, I I think I mean she's one of those um Here's the thing with Kim, right? She's ride or die. Right. She's ride or die. Yeah. Um. So far, Skylar, she like wanted her cake 
and eat it too oh, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. She like she was complicit with uh with him whenever it was convenient for her. Yep. And then she was like, "You're the worst person ever." When it was convenient for her. Yep. You know. Yeah. When when she wanted the money, uh, Walter was doing a great job. When she wanted, you know, to be the high person, she went and fucked Ted. Right. <laughs> yeah. So fuck you, you fucking bitch. <laughs> it's weird though. I didn't. I never really liked Walter. That's that's one thing I'm thinking about too. Is like Jimmy is so much more likable than Walter ever was, even at his best. Sure, I love Jimmy for Jimmy, but Walter was all time my favorite. I he, wanted he, I wanted Walter to win and get all of his money and ride. He's off not likable. You know what I mean? Oh. Like at the beginning, he he has a he has a uh, there's a small period where he's. I think at his most likable and it's like early like season two season three sure because at the beginning he's just like a bitchy boring old biology teacher yeah. or whatever or yeah. chemistry teacher uh, and by the end he's an absolute jackass terrible person at the beginning he's just a boring cuck <laughs> right when he's like I, I think there's some moments early where his and um jesse's relationship is like blossoming mm-hmm. and that's like the best of actually liking Walter. You know, I don't know if you have ever been part of the show for any of these conversations. So I, I'm excited to to bounce this off of you. Uh, I fucking hate Jesse Pinkman. I think that Jesse screwed up so many fucking things. <laughs> and every time he got his ass beat, he deserved it. <laughs> I hate Jesse Pinkman. Maybe. Maybe. I, you know what I really, I don't know. There's something about like, if the show is just full of all like just smart, super like polished criminals, just like all doing everything perfectly. That'd be kind of boring. No, I understand. He was the heart of the show. I guess you don't have to like Jimmy to appreciate that. He was that the heart. No, right. You're right. Emotion. The, in the same way that Kim is. Yeah. Right. I just didn't like Jesse. Just, I, I thought, when he fucked up that RV and they were stuck out in the desert for how many days as they're trying to fucking start the vehicle, oh, just <laughs> never liked him again. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, I mean, he was never meant to be a long-term character initially, no. right? And no. he was never meant to be likable. No. In that sense, everybody else like I'm in the minority. Everybody loves Jesse, but I I was rooting for Walter the entire time. I, I think I liked Jesse, but I don't know if I rooted for Jesse. Yeah, and I don't think I liked Walter, but I definitely rooted for Walter. Yeah, you know I think those are different things, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we we watched that um movie. About Jesse. Oh, yeah. Together. Yes. Um, and talked about it on the show. Yeah. And or, I thought that, like, I, I El, thought it was fun. Be- El was Camino. El Camino, right. I thought it was fun, and I think it was just because I wanted more Breaking Bad. Yeah. And I was glad it was back. Yeah. Um, But, like, all, all things considered, it was kind of underwhelming. Very. Right? In very. a way that, I guess, maybe makes you feel like... I don't know, they tried making Jesse, like, a main character, and it almost doesn't work. No. Like, he is a great side character. Yeah. Like, if they did the show, if they did a show about Mike, like, I love oh, Mike. Oh, yeah, Mike's But great. I don't know if a show about Mike would be a good thing. Well, this show was early on a lot about Mike. 
Better Call Saul was the Mike Ehrmantraut show with Saul as a side character. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, it was very early on. <laughs> I mean, Mike is there to be the action of yes. the show, right? Yes. You know, because the show's about fucking lawyers right. at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not fucking Matlock. <laughs> right. So they needed some, like, gang shit and some action. And yeah. Mike was the um, criminal you could root for. Can you imagine gun, if right? Matlock had a Mike Ehrmantraut in a show? <laughs> That'd be a hell of a good show. A hell of a good show. Let me tell you. <laughs> they actually mentioned Matlock in one episode of Better Call Saul. Uh, yeah. Very think, early, like yeah, season one. I kind of remember that. That was before we were obsessed with Matlock. Right. On this show. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm so excited that you're watching Better Call Saul. Yeah, I mean, just season six when we're all watching it talking on the show i think yeah. it's gonna be very fun it's gonna be a lot of fun so happy did you watch the q doc i did not okay no not yet yeah i can't wait to hear nico's thoughts on it if he has i don't any. know based on some of the deliberations we've had in group chat i'm not sure i can watch it <laughs> okay if i'm honest fair enough it might not be for me fair enough <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i don't know i mean it's there's some crazy fucking people out there is about all i can say on the matter very crazy people <laughs> it's a documentary full of crazies it really is <laughs> i'm not sure there's a single sane person there maybe the documentary maker maybe maybe but i mean for him not to even get sure his, on that front <laughs> for him to get as deep in it as he did he's a little nuts himself yeah so just I don't understand how anything like that could have become so mainstream. Like, it was so obviously on its face. Right. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, anybody with two brain cells. Yeah. Could tell. Yeah. When I first heard of Q, I was like, it was obviously some bullshit online conspiracies on, like, 8chan or whatever the fuck. Yep. You know? So, I I don't understand how anybody could be like, this is fact. It just (laughs) blows my mind. I mean, it had some very powerful people uh, retweeting. <laughs> yeah, but those people were also like known to be lunatics. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's like it's not like it's not like Walter Cronkite was no. retweeting Q. True. You know, it was like Steve Bannon. <laughs> I think people are just I- I'm convinced after something like Q, I think people are just looking for conspiracy theories. I think whether it be UFOs, flat earth, Q, QAnon, and, and the deep, the, what is it? The deep state? Is that what they yeah. called it? Yeah. You know, somebody, people are just throwing shit up against the wall to see what sticks. And when something does stick, then they can say, yep, I knew it. I knew it all along. You know, everybody's looking for a conspiracy. Here's the problem, too, is, like, I know they want to, like, try and, like, fact check and, like, prevent this, but all it does is fuel it, because now exactly. people are like, oh, they're trying to prevent us from getting the knowledge. Yeah, trying Because to- they're conspiracy theorists. Exactly. They already believe conspiracies, so now if you're yeah. trying to prevent them, they're yeah. going to think that you preventing them is a conspiracy. Right, you're because you're it. hiding the truth. Right. Yeah. Well, you're hiding something, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, it- I mean. It just doesn't help, man. Yeah. You just got to let like you got to leave all the facts out there and just hope that common sense prevails. 
Yeah, but it's not going to. I think that kind of has been proven. Common sense is not prevailing. I mean, the flat earth thing. I mean, common sense should tell you that the earth isn't flat. But there are tons of people who believe that the earth is flat. Did you I ever? Think any, I've not, I don't know if I've ever met someone who truly believes it, though. I feel like there are people who believe it like as a meme. Watch that documentary. Maybe you have on Netflix behind the curve. So good about flat earthers. You need to watch it. You need to watch it. If you're not going to watch Q, I require you to watch uh, the flat earther the, doc, the, the flat earth documentary. Yeah. Behind the curve. I, I, I It's just people wanting to feel important. It, they want to have some sort of knowledge that other people don't have. That's I really believe that's what it comes down to. And then just like go discover something. Yeah. Lazy bums. Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> they want to discover that the earth is flat. I mean, like. It just it would just make more sense to me, like if you want to be unique and know a lot, like go find a really obscure hobby, like go learn everything you can about cheese, like be the fucking best cheese sommelier in the world. I, yeah. want, I want you to tell me about some obscure French cheese <laughs> that smells like shit. Nope. And tell me why it's great. Like, don't make up shit. Nope. The earth is flat. We're surrounded by an ice wall and the elite doesn't want us to get onto the other an side of ice the ice wall. wall. Yeah. An ice wall. Yeah. So no, no, no. This is what they believe, though, Nick. They believe. Oh, I'm seeing pictures of the ice wall. Yeah. Oh. They believe that South America is the Antarctica. Right. Yeah. Is a giant. It's not. It's not a circle. It's not, you know, not the South Pole, but instead it's a it's a wall of ice that surrounds the whole circle of the flat earth. The North Pole is still the North Pole and and round, but the the South Pole is just a wall of ice around the outer circle of the flat earth. Yeah, okay, I see. I see. Yeah. I see. So, rather than it being like two ice poles, they think it's like an ice boob. Right, right. Like an ice nipple in the center. Right, because they're a bunch <laughs> of boobs. <laughs> These people are a bunch of boobs, and they believe that the Earth is also a ice boob. Why would there be a wall of ice though? Like, because on the other side of the wall of ice is where the rich and the elite live, and they don't want us to get to that utopia. They don't want the common man getting to the utopia. I want them to be right. Well, yeah. This sounds delightful. It does. It sounds fantastic. Stupid morons. <laughs> so, in this oh. documentary, which you are going to watch because it's now your required watching for the show, uh, <laughs> they buy this like $20,000 gyroscope thing, and they're like, okay, if if the earth is round, it's going to move, you know, one degree every hour. And that will, you know, that will, that means that the earth is round. And so they get this gyroscope and they're like, yeah, this is going to prove that the earth is flat. And it does it moves zero degrees every hour. And so they run their test and it's like, oh yeah, it's moving one degree every hour. Well, th it's, it's miscalibrated. It's not calibrated correctly. <laughs> It's just, it's not right. It is, they just straight deny yeah. the facts in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. 
Oh, people are just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I what a world. What yeah. a world. Yeah. What a flat world. Flat world. What's on the bottom? Below? Like yeah. I, I don't think I've ever read anything any theories on that. I mean, one of the things that I do remember reading that I completely discounted was that it's on the back of a turtle. It's a giant. Oh, well, that's like an old, like, myth, yeah. like, uh, yeah. legend thing yeah. in some cultures. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, I, I, I really can't believe, maybe I'm just, like, too optimistic, but I really can't believe that these people truly really believe this you know what i mean like i feel like they're i know which they're they're actively believing a lie maybe they've tricked themselves but somewhere deep down they know they have to know like they can't be that dumb it's like it's like the lady who uh thought she was talking to bruno mars you know what i mean (laughs) it's the same fucking thing (laughs) that news story you pulled up like two weeks ago i love that woman she knew there's no way she actually thought bruno mars reached out to her on instagram and she could have checked just by Looking up Bruno Mars on Instagram and right. finding 300 other accounts and only one of them verified, right? Yeah. Yep. But again, these people, they just, they want to believe something and it, it's, it's a lack of something else in their life. Yeah. It, it not enough hugs as a kid or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, it's, I think it goes back to, and the same thing can be say, said about the Bruno Mars lady everyone wants to be special they want that piece of knowledge they want that connection with somebody bruno mars they want it to be real so that they're special they want the earth to be flat so that they have a piece of knowledge that nobody else has sad man it is it is i don't have that in me i guess i don't care to be that special that's why you do podcasts. That's why I do podca- an obscure podcast <laughs> that nobody listens to. I mean, let's be honest. Nico isn't even listening to this show at this point. And he's the one editing it. I know. Poor bastard. He <laughs> He's checking in every few minutes to make sure that we're not talking about the bracket and Jeopardy and how he's going to obviously push Jeopardy in to win this poll bracket. But No, he's not. Besides that. <laughs> A reckoning will come. You know that's what he wants, though. I know what he wants. Yeah. And Nico I, doesn't get what he wants. You know what? I love game shows as much as, maybe not as much as Nico. I love game shows. If Nico's at 100, I'm at like a 98. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm that close. But, yeah, I'm not that invested in. Jeopardy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Jeopardy sucks, man. It's so fucking boring. I mean, it's fine. I like it, it. It's a quiz show. It it the format's good and proven, obviously. But it's such a fucking bore fest. <laughs> I've never understood why the questions are backwards. I don't either. I've never understood it. Um who created the show? What the fuck was his name? I remember hearing that he was on a flight with his wife and his wife was the one was like, well, what if you give the answer to the question before the question? And that's how they come up with Jeopardy. 
who created Jeopardy. Mr. Gerald Jeopardy. <laughs> yes, Mr. Mr. Jeopardy. Mer- Merv Griffin. Jesus. Couldn't come up with that name. Anyway. Yeah, it's just fucking boring. Yeah, well, hey. We'll see what happens next week. Next week? Next week, yeah. Are you going to be enthusiastic or? Not at all. I, <laughs> you spent I, it, right? I, yeah, this is it. This is my enthusiasm <laughs> for the bracket. It was this week. And I can't believe we're letting the March Madness bracket go into May. Into May. It always happens. And Nico wanted 64 goddamn game shows. <laughs> he wanted to start with a bracket of 64. Do you remember when we did the 64 for the? Oh my god! I had it takes forever. I had fun with the theme song bracket. I'm not gonna lie, but it was it just drug on so much. Here's the thing: I'm content to do like a three hour podcast and just get it done personally. Yeah, but I know you guys are like, nah, I can't do it. I can't sit here anymore in a studio and and do a three hour podcast. I just don't <laughs> have it in me anymore. I mean, that's fair. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I love having a bit. I love the bracket. I, I love the idea of the bracket bit. But when it comes to execution, it's, it bores me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to keep coming. So, Oh, yeah. We'll do a bracket every year. But. Yeah. It's just <laughs> tighten it up a little bit. Next next year, it's only 16 teams. Whatever now, we do. Before we know it, it's going to be four. <laughs> we just get down to the sweet 16. Let's start at the sweet 16 and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, wow. Look at that. We did an hour. We did an hour. Look at uh, that. That's did, not bad. Have you seen any movies recently? Because as we're talking about Better Call Saul, we got to talk about Bob Odenkirk's new movie, Nobody. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, is that streaming? Uh, I do not know, to be honest with you. I don't know how I watched it. Uh, I mean, I can buy it on YouTube for 20 bucks. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's not much worse than going to the theater, I guess. I'm cheap, though. I mean, what? you know every week for the podcast just about i rent a movie for like four dollars oh like every week i yeah i mean i feel bad that i don't i'm such a goody good you are and i'm afraid of uh viruses on my computer well good for you (laughs) deathly afraid yeah you can't I mean, I have spare computers just lying around, so. <laughs> <laughs> so if one goes up in flames, it's okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I mean, if I really love a movie like um, Nobody, I will go buy it on DVD. I will own See, it. I don't do that. I will I own it on Blu-ray because I, I want those movies. The only thing I buy to own is books. Oh, yes, yeah, and I don't read. Yeah, even video games now. I don't even buy the disc anymore. I just yeah. download them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I enjoy having a physical copy, which is dumb. I get it. It's I your mean, collection, right? Yeah, it's my old age, though. 
problem is in like 10 years their dvds are useless right well they're getting to a point right now where they're useless i mean yeah. the only thing i have hooked up to my tv that'll play a blu-ray is my xbox when are they gonna get rid of the disc drives on those well by the exactly that i don't there's how many more years like i think i think you can buy the cheaper xbox now the xbox one what is the new xbox Oh, I don't have a clue. Whatever the new Xbox is, there's a version without a, a DVD player. Without a CD. Without, like, a disk drive at all? A disk drive, yes, thank you. They don't have any? No, it's the $100 cheaper version. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at that point, you're just buying a computer. Right. <laughs> right. I think it's slowly dawned on people. It's like, hey, this thing we're buying is really just a computer with a controller. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I could just buy the controller. Right. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, we're living in the future, folks. My flying cars. Yeah, we don't have those yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does that do it for us? Yeah, man. All right. We filled a good hour there. We I'm not, did. I'm not upset. I'm proud of us. I think our goal was 45. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we made it. It it sucks without Nico. I love Nico. Sad that I consider you two one of some of my best friends. Well, it's not sad at all, man. I mean, you, all my podcast friends are my friends. Yeah, you're, that's it. You're, so. you're my best friends. Nico's my best friends, and uh, yeah. all the folks on uh, TMTmedia.com. Yeah, check us out over there. Join our Discord. I don't. I need to check that more regularly. I know yeah, it's active. You know, I've been bad uh, because other Discord servers I'm on. Uh, have just too many chats going on while I'm at work and it's just beeping and beeping and yeah. beeping. So, but yeah, join us on Discord, tag us, chat with us, and tell us what you think of Better Call Saul. And oh, yeah, <laughs> season six, 2022. See everybody next week. <laughs>